You know they want staring point, you know we straight to the point Boy Chris with assist, fast breaks like a joint splitting half Boy J with the J, we throwing heat, no gas, that's a touchdown pass You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Now they hardly can guard me like Dirk fade away You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Yeah, you know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the straight to the Hey, me 76 bring us in episode number 161 of Straight to the Point. My name is Chris here. Oh my God, J Dub. What is going on? What's going on? What's going on? 161 is a lot of episodes, man. That's crazy. Yeah, 161 is a lot. We also have a lot to talk about. We're going to finish our recap of the NBA. A little quick preview. We're going to talk about the Eastern Conference this episode. The bums. You know, Say it, the bums. The scrubs, the, the, the garbage. You know, the pedestrians. We're going, to talk, we're going to talk about the East. We're going to talk about the East. We're going to recap week five in the NFL, a rough week for teams that were undefeated. Eagles. Niners. Eh, Eagles. Eh, they both lost. Uh, we'll preview week six. We'll talk about some things around the NFL. But, Jared, let's start first with the NBA. I know you love to talk about the NBA. NBA I do. Is, is coming up. Yes. Um, I don't know why you're so excited. Your team I, that you root for. I love basketball. Uh, College is NBA. on the hamster wheel. What? What? Wow! What? What? Because every time you say your team, you know exactly how you're about to dictate this conversation. You know exactly how you're about to go ahead and try and spin this like the Sixers is just solely my team and they're dog water because I root for the Sixers because I'm from Philadelphia. You know darn well you're a Sixers fan too. You know darn well you're in the trenches with me. We've been to process games together. You're locked in as much as I am. Say they're our team. Josh Harris's team. Oh my gosh, you're such a fraud. <laughs> is on the news again as their star player doesn't show up for work, uh, does not give a reason. Most times you get fired for doing things like that, but when you're playing for the Sixers, you have so many chances to embarrass the organization. Can Jalen Brown dribble left yet? No. Questions like that. All right, question answered. Jared, let's start with. The bottom tier of the East. Let's talk about the teams that have absolutely no shot. And oh, should just go ahead and press Sim to the end of the season. Stop me when I get a team wrong, okay? Uh, All right. Sh- Charlotte. All right. Detroit. Accurate. No, there's very lot, accurate. There's a lot they're, of bums in the... Good roster, just trash team. Uh, the problem is, like, they have the same problem as, like, Orlando. Yeah. They have a lot of guys. They're young, log jam at every position. Don't know who's going to be just, the guy. But just talent. Just talent. talent on top of talent. Yeah. We don't know if it fits. Like, we don't know go, go, it go to the next team. The next team should be the team you just named, so go ahead. Uh, ah, I got a little bit more faith in my Orlando Magic. They're trash, so they're the next team on that list. They're going to be Stop at the bottom. It. Stop it, Okay. Now, I bet you they finish better than Indiana. They won't. That's, I bet you they finish better than Atlanta. You must have forgot who just played in the FIBA, world, in the FIBA, FIBA basketball. Who? Any player that normally comes back from any international series of uh, competition and we plays vastly better and is the uh, most improved player contention, Jalen Brenton will be one of those players. Tyrese Hollenberg will also be one of those players. I wish I could say the same for Brandon Ingram, but he was absolutely putrid 
while being coached by Steve Kerr? Is that a product of Steve Kerr coaching that bad team, or is it a product of him just playing like garbage? Who knows, but he's not going to be the one stepping up. But Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson will both be in contention for uh, most improved this year. I'm just letting you know that now. I mean, I agree with that. I mean, those guys were borderline all-star players last year. Uh, Brunson, the obvious piece, I think, that put the Knicks over the hump Mm -hmm. to take them out of that six, seven, eight range and put them in that five, four, five range. And then now just insert the Pacers. Yeah, and I I mean, the thing about the Pacers. The roster's there. I'm going to be honest. Is it? Yes. Like, is it? Like, I know, man, Halliburton's good, obviously. Miles Turner's Heel, good. Heel may be there. Turner may be there. Like they've been, if Heel, even if Heel's not they've been, there, they've been, trying the move, they've been trying to move them for. guys for years. And they, now they don't have to because you finally filled out a roster where you've got everything you could want when it comes to surrounding your all-star perennial playmaking point guard with the talent necessary to say, you know what, yo, Halliburton can not, not only can he close the game, he's shown it as of late, but he has the ability. He doesn't really have to because the dude averages what, almost – Tennis, ten and a half assists last year. He was slightly behind yeah, Harden. Double, double digits in the He's now going to his point production is going to go up because of the usage. I think he's going to average at least twenty two and ten, which Harden averaged now at thirty something. He's going to average that this season. Okay, you're going to start Benedict Matherin, who by far is one of the better upcoming shooting guards in the league. You should start Bruce Brown, defensive okay. stalwart. Yes, he can hit a couple open shots, but he can find his offense when needed. Obi Toppin is the biggest sleeper when it comes to that starting power forward spot, but I've seen glimpses of him when not run by a Tom Thibodeau like to throw his guys under the bus and throw his guys through the mud of we're going to play you 34 plus minutes, or if you're not good enough in his eyes to play those minutes, we won't play you. I think Obi Toppin is going to be a good player because he's a lob threat for Hallenburn, which you need. You shoot the open three and he's solid on defense. And then Miles Turner is a defensive stalwart. Miles Turner is still young. I think he's just turning 27, maybe. Good on defense. He can shoot the ball. The bench has improved now with McConnell as a backup six. You still have Buddy Hield if he decides to suit up or not. And if they trade him, you'll find pieces for him. You have Jalen Smith there. You got young guys on that team. They can make – there will be an easy – and I say this with full confidence. They're an easy six to play in team. And that, you could say that with full confidence because the East is trash, Chris. You could say that well, with full okay, confidence. So, so, are they better than Brooklyn? Yes. Are they better than Miami? Are you better than Miami? No, but where where does Miami really fall, knowing that they failed on the on the Dame trade, but they still have enough talent to get you to a playoff spot? Like, are they where better they than play? Cleveland? Yes, they could be better than Cleveland. I don't think, think so. they are. I don't think right now they are, but they could be. I, but Cleveland is a huge underperformer. Coaching is a, a huge aspect. Donovan's not bought in because you're already hearing rumors that he's not going to re-up. He had an option to re-up this uh, past summer, did not do it. He may not re-up anyway when it comes to this next offseason. So there's huge question marks there. But you're talking about Donovan mentioned uh, Evan Mobley, who I think is very good. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Diamond and uh, Gary's Garland, yeah, you can lock that in as a team that should be way better, especially with the free agency acquisitions they had. So right. I and think you, they're better than the Pacers, yes. And, and but they also have, they have double bigs. You didn't mention Jared Allen. Jared Allen's there too, along with Evan Mobley. They have two legitimate bigs that can start on most teams mm-hmm. in the league. Yeah, Jared um, Allen just folded in the playoffs. So I've I've got I've, I've he's skewed for me when it comes to what I believe in his production value. Now he, he looked horrible in the playoffs. Okay, he did. He did. Right. Borderline unplayable. The problem, 
it was a bad matchup, yes, and he also was it a bad game. matchup though? Like, think about it. It's Jared Allen versus Mitch Robinson. You're the same player, the same clearly, guy. Clearly, it was a bad matchup. He played. He did not play well. <laughs> like, you're the same way. guy, Loki. Like, you do the same things as him. I mean, what way do you can you also like? What way can you equate it other than it being a bad matchup? Like, you suck. Well, it's just called a spade a spade. Okay, whatever. Not did not play well. <laughs> as a whole, Cleveland as a whole is a solid team. Now, were they a little bit inflated because they're playing in the East and the East was a little down last year? Yes. Do I think that Indiana is better than Cleveland? No. I However, I think Indiana has better margin, you know, is better at their best. So, like, is Mitchell and Mitchell's the best player on, on the Cavs, correct? You would say? Easily. Okay. Halliburton's the best player on the mat, on the on the Pacers. Easily. I think Halliburton's a better player than Mitchell. Yes, Mitchell's we've had the more, conversation before. Mitchell's though. We've more talked flashy. About that. Mitchell's a better scorer, you could say. But Halliburton's a great a great shooter and a great facilitator. Yes, I think Halliburton's more valuable to his team than Mitchell is to his. As crazy to say, I don't think it's that crazy anymore. <laughs> knowing that you know Donovan had to get traded because he was the go to guy for the Jazz. Mm-hmm. Him and Goldberg didn't work out. Before Diamond went to the Cavs, Garland and Evan Mobley were on the rise. Mobley was just what? Rookie of the year. He's showcasing that he has the talents to be a franchise guy. The only issue is his offense just hasn't been consistent. This is the year to showcase that. Bringing in Donovan Mitchell was just to bring in a go-to scorer. So, yeah, I agree with you when it comes to Donovan has that star award, but when it comes to being a franchise guy, Halmer is more of a franchise piece than Donovan is at this point in time in his career. Okay, that's fair. That's fair to say. So, and I think that Rick Carlisle is a better coach than J.B. Bickerstaff. I don't disagree. I, 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 so, I'm with you on that 100%. Cleveland's advantages are they're better, they're better in the paint, better rebounding team. Yep. I think they're a better overall shooting team. They should be now with the acquisitions they got in the Freedom. Because of the acquisitions they made, and they have Mitchell, and they have Garland. Like I think they're a better all-around shooting team. Matherin can shoot, but he's not a consistent – Shooter yet, like a consistent knockdown shooter on the perimeter. Neil is, but will he be there? Turner can stretch the floor, but will he be there? You know, there's a lot of – I don't think Indiana's done tinkering with their roster. I think Bruce Brown, like you said, is a great acquisition for them. He can play the def- he can play the perimeter, play the wing, can can knock down a, a shot. I think he brings them a different element. I think with, with Rick Carlisle – he can kind of use him kind of like that 2010-2011 Sean Marion defensive pest, kind of use those amoeba screens. Don't have to play necessarily straight up man-to-man. You can switch a lot of things. I think that's going to be a lot of a different weapon for Indiana to use. So now with that being said, where do you slot them? Like, because to me, there's four top team, four top teams in the East. The, the elite four. Milwaukee, Boston. Unfortunately, you gotta put the Sixers in there. Yeah, sadly, you still have to put them in. And then you have to put Miami in there. Yeah. So those are the four, and then it's kind. Of, then it's like the Knicks, the Cavs, and then it's like another tier, and then it's like Atlanta, Brooklyn. Yeah. Atlanta should be better too. At Quinn Snyder now getting a full year. Yeah, under yeah, him. I, think, I think so too. And then they get. I mean, they they move John Collins, so they're able to kind of don't have that issue to worry about. Um, but the, like the East has always kind of been like these teams are better 
these teams are better than those teams, but they're not as good as these other teams. And then it's like Bulls, Hawks. The Heat be the Heat like I, to play down here. The I Heat think like the, the the Heat like to be in this little mix in the regular season, and then they yeah. like to jump up at the end. Jimmy, of the Jimmy Butler phones it in. I think the Raptors are low key out for me. I, I'm 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 not. Yeah, sold no more no more terrorism ball from Toronto. I think I'm out with the Raptors. The Hornets are completely out for me. So the Hornets need the, the Hornets out here uh, trying to play the, the inmate program. So which is why play. I think the Knicks and Pacers seamlessly fall in, which is good for them. They again, the Knicks always need to make. I think at this point in their their time. They need to make the playoffs every year because you're just trying to revitalize a franchise that was once stardom in a war. Yeah, but the problem was just making the playoffs every year is you turn into the Sixers. You turn into well, – not I even mean, that. They're they're in a, a situation where they're not good enough to win the East. They're not good enough to win a title. And they're all. not bad enough to get another superstar yet unless they have to wait for free agency and see if a guy like, I don't know, Donovan Mitchell wants to go play in New York. Which I hope he does because, again – Star allure and for the Knicks is way higher than a lot of other franchises. There's a possibility. I think the Knicks are still consider trading for Carl Anthony Towns because I, I've already said it on this podcast that Timberwolves should blow that situation up, whatever's going on over there. But sticking with the East, I think the Pacers make the playoffs. I got them at a six seed. That's the highest I give them. Lowest it would be, you know, play in ninth seed. But I think the Pacers make the playoffs without a doubt. The East is like weak. You've already named the top four teams. Five through nine question marks all around. Because you could say, I mean, Brooklyn. They should make it playing. Playing. Okay, Brooklyn, Atlanta. Atlanta should be the seventh seed. Uh, I mean, again, anything happened like season wise, but they should be. I mean, Miami was the eight seed, but we already kind of put them in. I think Miami should be between six and eight, but that's competing Uh, with the Pacers for six and eight. Bulls? I don't know. If Lonzo comes back and plays this season, the Bulls like again. If the the Bulls have a shot of being one of the better teams, if Lonzo's playing, because when Lonzo plays, he was averaging a seven and a half assist per point ratio with them, which means that every time he was touching the ball, they were scoring on the offensive end, which was why they were one of the top three seeded basketball teams when he was healthy. Because that's when he came out and said that he felt like a team was built around him. He wasn't definitively wrong. No, he was never going to be the star player of that team, but that team had every piece he needed as a good point guard to a potential all-star point guard to vitalize, revitalize his talents that he lost in LA, started to gain back in uh, New Orleans, and then he was clicking with Zach Levine, DeRozan, and Vucevic. Without him, that team went on a spiral downhill of destruction because they didn't have any point guard that was as good as him. DeRozan's a solid ball handler, but he's not a point guard. Zach Levine, solid-ish ball handler, but he's not even a two-way at this point in time in his career. He's a straight bucket getter. And Vucevic is getting older. So Zach Levine, I think, would help change his team again if he comes back. And then they'll be a for-sure sleeper. They might be a sleeper to the point where, if let's say Lonzo comes back Christmas when basketball actually starts, I would consider slipping them ahead of the Sixers. I would. Who? The Bulls. I would. What? I would consider, I would consider oh, slipping them ahead of the Sixers. Uh, Jared, I hate that you make me do this because you're making me defend the Sixers. 
But even the Sixers without Harden, let's say Harden is gone. We were think about this. We were worse than them when Lonzo was healthy. We were a worse team than Lonzo. Yeah, they were. They were a top tier team in the East. But we all knew that that was a fallacy, Jared. We all knew that, that was smoke and mirrors. We all knew it was a giant twenty twenty. And the same will be the run. same for this season. But the only difference is the Sixers have yet again done what they always do, and they have a point guard dilemma. We okay. can't even trade no, Harden for no, no. Terrence Mann, Chris. No, no. We can't get a should. future first, but a pick should. swap, and Terrence Mann for Harden. But we, they we, should. We absolutely should. Terrence Mann is a nine points per game score with a defensive rating of upwards of 90. That's great for whatever we think he is, but a guy that plays semi-20 minutes a game. He has potential as a 26-year-old combo guard, but, like, He's not, not never going to be an all-star. No offense to him. He's not going to be an all-star in his career. He's going to be a great role player. He's going to get his money whenever he deserves his money because he can do it, the exceptional things to keep him on a basketball rotation. But Harden just averaged 22 and 10 last season. Yeah, he can't dribble. And, and he can't dribble. I don't care if he, I don't care if he can't what, go what up with you, his right he, hand he for all the He can't score in the paint. He's he better has, than Terrence Manns. He's better than him. He better okay, than Terrence. Fine. That's fine. I'm not arguing whether or not James Harden is better than Terrence Mann. But my point is, you just said that the Bulls, healthy Bulls would be better than the Sixers, potentially. And I that's the part I want to hold on to. Yeah, Brad, I'm with it. And I'm with watch. it. I think they okay. will be. That is nonsense. You're telling me Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, and Embiid can carry them to a top three seed if you have Lonzo, yes. Zach Levine, DeRozan, yes. and Luke? I don't think so. Yes. I'm already checking. This Jerry. is stink. Vucevic is a shell of himself, okay? That's fair. A shell. Okay. That's fair. DeRozan, good. He's still Levine, good. Yeah, he's still got it in him. Levine, good. good. Lonzo? Decent. So, two good guys, a guy who is good but not as good as he used to be, and a decent a decent guy who has – he, he what is he – you give me a little feedback, Jared. What is he exceptionally great at? Who? Lonzo. Being a point guard, a facilitating point okay, guard. Okay, so he's a, you're saying he's a great facilitator. Yeah, I give him facilitating point guard. Great? Would you say great? Good? Very good or great? I don't, I don't want to call him great. He only ever again. He only played five seasons in the league. Before that's the, that's the, that's my point, Jared. Horrible he injury. is always Look, injured. Go Mr. to the Sixers. Man. Who's the Sixers point guard without Harden? Maxi. When is Maxi ever? He's been playing the league for four years now. When is Maxi ever? What, what? So you're telling he's me you're banking? The, he's never been in the facilitator role, Jared. You don't know. He that. was. He, Again, I, again, this is like I'm not about to shade Maxi. Maxi just had it time. when we didn't have before we had Embiid. Above, I mean, I'm sorry. Before we had Harden, right. Ben Simmons was sitting out. Maxi right. was the primary facilitator. Still couldn't average five assists per game. Didn't do it. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not saying he can't. I believe I'm, it's a coaching different, defect. Different it's a coaching coach, defect. Different, different coach. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Are you telling me this is the year that you believe Maxi averages five and a half plus assists this season? Yes. Yes. Okay. It, it, by that logic, then I'm, I'm with you. The six will be better than the Bulls. But if he doesn't, then the Bulls are better than six because I know for a fact Lonzo comes in average six assists. But that's the okay. Lonzo comes in is the part I want you to underline because when is he coming in? I don't know. What exactly? Which so is what I. But my not, point was, if Lonzo comes he's in, he's not playing. He's not playing. Then the, the Bulls are out. He's not playing. 
But if I, but my statement was if the Bulls get Lonzo by Christmas when basketball officially starts, I can see the Bulls getting third seed higher than the Sixers. Yeah, I think the Sixers would still be top five, but the Bulls can sleep their way in. Sleep, yes, I believe sleep. How? Because they'll be a, they'll be a calm sleeper. They're better than the Knicks? Yes. I don't yes. think so. They're, yes. yes. No, no, they're not. They're better than the Knicks. If Brunson? Not, Brunson? If Lonzo's healthy, healthy. Lonzo's we got to really make sure we're keen on me saying healthy. I'm okay. not saying limping. He's got to be healthy. All the Bulls are healthy. Levine's healthy. Uh, Lonzo's healthy. They're better than the, the Knicks. They're better. They're not. They're not, they're not they're Jared. They're not. The Knicks thing. The Knicks thing, Chris. Like, how, they, they need to how move on. How can you sit there and defend the Bulls and say the Knicks stink? The Bulls are absolute garbage, Okay. Garbage, Jerry. Every they year play. the Bulls make the playoffs without Lonzo because he's been out for two seasons, and yet every the time they play in the Jared, all the you Knicks need is play 30, the East. thirty-six wins. All the Knicks play in the East, and the Knicks are a thirty-eight win team, so they only two wins the higher than the Bulls. Thirty-eight. That's two wins more than the. There's garbage. You're talking about garbage on top of garbage equals more dumpster garbage. But the only difference is one has a point guard that's healthy, Jalen Brunson. The other has. Ayo DeSumo or Kobe White or, you know, makeshift DeRozan playing guard. It doesn't work. DeRozan and the Bulls needed the help of his beautiful young daughter to help them beat the pay, the uh, the Raptors to get a play-in spot. That, if Lonzo was there, they, I, th- I believe they have a better chance of really definitively winning that game. And I think they definitely beat the Heat if Lonzo was there. Because the Heat beat them in that play and they end up having this miraculous run to the finals. If Lonzo's there, the Heat ain't making it. I'm calling a sure. for sure. You know for sure because the one again, this all lies on the health what have, you seen, what have you seen from healthy Lonzo outside of 30 games post pandemic? 30 games is what they got to together. 30. And they yes, they were a top seed in the East. I will give you that. In those games, what I saw outside Lonzo, of this 30 games three years ago almost have yes, you seen. I've seen, seen the Lonzo during that time shoot 43% from the three-point line, average like five and five, 14 points a game, and that's miles better than what Kyle Lowry was doing for the Heat this past season. And he's still on the Heat. And he's about to be the de facto point guard because they let Gabe Vincent walk. We don't know who the other backup point guard is because we're about to find some diamond in the rough. They about to do it. So right now, I give you Lonzo and Hart before I take Kyle Lowry. No offense, Kyle Lowry, but he's still chunky as ever. He can barely move him down the court, but he shows up in the postseason. Why? How because you going, he how you going fat him. shame? How you going fat shame people? What's wrong? Because he's like me. I, listen, Kyle Lowry's a champion. He's a champion, but he's phoning it in. The man's getting thirty million to phone it in. He is. He looks pedestrian. But then again, nobody talks about how old Kyrie is, though. No, it's not preseason. Preseason, he was pedestrian in the regular season. He was pedestrian in the postseason. Kyrie oh, is, whoa, 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 stop it, stop it, stop it. Man is thirty-seven years he old. Hitting, he was hitting shot. He was hitting clutch shots in the postseason, Jerry. Want to know why? Because freaking Tower Hero broke his hand in the first round, and Kyrie had to take more shots than necessary because they needed somebody to shoot the basketball. Not Nate Game Vincent who played great throughout the postseason, not named Kel Martin, who emerged throughout the postseason, not named Max Drews, who was up and down throughout half the time. But, Chris, guess what I named every time I just named son? An undrafted basketball player that still outperformed Kyle Lowry. 
still outperformed him. But but Lowry. And guess who also outperformed Kyle Lowry? Guess who also outperformed Kyle Lowry? Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball. Here's the thing about outperforming somebody. You have to actually be on the court. See, now you just hating. Oh, whoa. Wait a second. Wait a second. I'm hating. I'm hating. I'm hating because you caught the man fat and underperforming, and I said he got to actually be on the court to play? Because all this stems from me always saying from the first statement I made, if Lonzo Ball is healthy. So you coming at Lonzo Ball for having no knees, can't walk, crippled walk, and talking about Stephen A. Smith, get your fact checking right. Because you said all that that about Lonzo Ball, now you hate. Now you hate on the man. Now you hate. I said none of that. I said none of that. None. I didn't mention mention his knees and how he can't stand and how he's made that video and he was in constant, clear pain and he supposedly has chronic arthritic knees. I said none of that. Horrible. Horrible to have that. I didn't that say anything about his knees. But you know I, that. I said if he's healthy. I said if he's healthy as well. And you was hating. You just and I said he's never healthy. See, there we go. That's that's where the hate lies. He's in. not. I know for a fact Kyle R is healthy, and he still gives me less than 12 points per game. How many points per game is Lonzo giving you from the bench? Healthy? 13, 14? I didn't say healthy. No, I said currently. The man ain't played. He like Zion Wilson. The man ain't played. All right. He ain't played. But I believe if he does play, which is a huge 70-30 shot, 70 he ain't touching the court, 30% yeah, he'll see some floor time. In that, if he's healthy, I think he's better than the Sixers because, again, the Sixers are a team right now that don't know what direction they're taking. We can't even get Terrence Mann in a trade deal for a first-round pick, future first-round swap. Whose fault is that? Whose fault is that? Oh, the organization as a whole. You already, which, you already no, covered no. which organization? Josh Harris, Daryl Moore. No, 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 no. This is bigger than the Sixers. This is Sixers East and Sixers West having a negotiation of two people who are the same people. Okay. Yes, Josh Ballmer and Josh Harris are the same. Same organization. The okay. Same, same can't get out your way. Same don't know what I'm doing. The Same. furthest they've ever been is like a conference finals, finals appearance. They, Ooh, have the, have the Clippers made the finals once? <laughs> no. So it's like, yeah, so like both teams are the, literally the same as each other. Embiid and Kawhi Leonard, the same. Harden, Pete, uh, Paul George, the same. Injury prone, can't really show up in the playoffs. We, of course, we've come at Paul George. I'm still a fan of Paul George, but we come at Paul George playoff P for that huge, huge Great shot he took to hit off the side of the backboard. And it's like oh, hold on, hold on. way off. <laughs> way off. Like and it's like, what do we we're the same team. Yes. I, I it's a huge that's a great point to say that the Sixers of the Eastern Conference, the Clippers are the Sixers of the Western Conference. Same team. Team that underperforms, undersells, goes from coach to coach to coach, but keeps the same owner and GM. It happens. Right now they have a chant. A speckle, a sprint, a mile to go get a guy in James Harden to go finally make their team one of the most competitive teams in basketball. And they are whiffing on it because they believe Terrence Mann is untouchable because they believe the Sixers are asking too much. Well, guess what? Obviously, Maury's going to ask for a lot. And And at this point, is this even a lot for Harden? We've seen trades for worse players 
get more than what James Harden should be getting. A future first-round pick, a first-round pick, Terrence Mann's expiring contracts is the bare minimum for what you should be getting for Harden when I saw Rudy Gobert go for five. Diane Mitchell go for four. What? Drew Harden just went for two and three? Here's the thing. Holiday signed already. Gobert has signed already. Harden is going to expire on contract, and you more than likely want to sign into an extension. A cheaper extension at this point. You know he's getting him for cheap. If you're the Clippers, you should be considering getting him for cheap. I think yeah, you but, are. But no, 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 no. But here's the problem. Do Harden want to give go play for the cheap? Nope. Because if he was, he'd be with the Sixers. And that could be a stumbling block too. Like, how bad do you want to, you know, who Honestly, do you think you not who do you think you are, but like who do you think is gonna pay this money? I'm not giving Harden 180 plus million. I'm but not. that's probably okay. Getting it so so let's say it. you're the Clippers, right? Let's say in this exercise you're the Clippers. Yes. Why would you offer Terrence Mann? If I'm the Clippers, I'm offering man because at this no, point no. in time, why would you? Because I want a ring. I want a championship. Is Harden going to give you a ring? Better than Terrence Mann, yes. He has a chance of getting you a championship better than Terrence Mann. The but same. Let me let me ask you this question, right? Because you just said that you have James Harden already in Paul George. Mm-hmm. You have Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. You have Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. You going to add James Harden to the mix? Yeah, absolutely, I would. If I, if it brings if it gives me the smallest margin chance to win a championship, absolutely. Because look, look, but does it really? The end game for most, most, because we know NBA is different than NFL. NFL end games championship. I know you know you've seen a lot of NFL guys will sacrifice bread, money, capital, everything for a championship. NBA is different. Money's more lucrative. Endorsements, etc. But in the NBA, the ultimate goal is a chip. If you have a chance to do what the Rams in the NFL, what any other team has done, and go get you the Lakers, the the uh, the Bucks, anything, go get you a ring. This is your chance to capitalize. Because let's be for real, Paul George at the end of the season is a free agent. I think he's the only one that actually re-ups and re-signs with the Clippers. Kawhi's okay. a free agent. He's gone. So Russ Kawhi's is there. Gone. One two. Russ is there. Now you got to re-sign PG. But I'm not looking. I'm not Are thinking. You Owner, you have to think about these things. Are you, but if you, are you going to resign Harden? I would. I would consider. I would consider it. I consider it. I'm not. I'm. Okay. I said I would wait to. I consider it. I would. I would oh, consider no, no, it because no, no. I think Harden's out. I mean, I think Kawhi's out. Okay, so Kawhi being out, where do you think Kawhi goes? Because Kawhi being out, where's he? Where's he going to go? The fandom in me, you know, where I want him to go. The Please. fandom in me, you know, where I want him to go. Please. You know where I want him to go. Phantom me. You know where I want him to go. Please. Realistically, I, I do. I, I, I would love to see Harden. I mean, uh, Kawhi on the Sixers. Not happening. Realistically, he's going to the Heat. Or the Knicks. Realistically. He's going to the Heat or Knicks. I, I, see he, I, don't see. I don't see the Heat. I can I see, see the Heat because, one, Pat Riley is a massive negotiator. He can get. The reason he didn't get Dame is because he just didn't want to offer all the extra glitz and glam and get a third team involved. I respect the the decision because he thought he had the best deal for Dame at the time. It didn't occur, but Pat Riley, he whiffed on one, but he's always he's he wins out in the end a lot of the times. This is a team that's going, what, three of four in these conference finals and two of four in the finals. Pat Riley doesn't really miss a lot. This was a miss. I can see Kawhi going to the Heat. The Knicks, I can always see that because the Knicks is such a marquee franchise that they Leon Rose has done a lot of good things for that organization of his late. We haven't heard a lot about Jalen Rose. They've Chris, you already mentioned them. They can this is a team that can make playoffs. Brunson's look better. 
You bring the Kawhi. I still think a Carl Anthony Towns team will be on the table because I think the Timberwolves are going to stink, and they got to make a decision. And the decision should be as straightforward as it comes. You choose Anthony Edwards when it comes to being your franchise guy. You gave Carl Anthony Towns many chances you can get. He's just not the guy you wanted to be. Town, uh, Anthony Edwards is your guy going forward. Cool. Made that decision. Kawhi then has those options. He's not returning to the Raptors, no. Sixers, I would love to be on the table. It's a very fair, slim slim margin chance, but it's not happening. But I'll, I'll throw the team out there. Sixers, throw it out there. Then if you look at the Western Conference, it's, it's, it's slim pickings, right? Very slim pickings, but super sleeper team that nobody ever wants to consider for some of these superstar guys, but it could have potentially have him. Throwing the Warriors in that mix as well, because I can see the Warriors end up getting him. They letting they letting uh, Clay Thompson walk, or they figure out a way to get them both. I can see it happening because they make those type of moves. They spend the money luxuriously. They do not care. They go old and slightly young every year, and they always make themselves work out somehow. I can see it happening again. Those are my four to five teams I can see getting him. Other than that. I don't, I don't, maybe the Clippers will be the fifth team and he re-ups. I don't think he re-ups though, unless he's just super happy staying in LA, which is his home. But I, I don't know. I, I, those are the five teams I have for Kawhi. Hard and wise, if you're the Clippers, you're this season, just this season alone, you're forward progress thinking, you're not beating the Suns, I think, without Harden. I don't even think you're beating the Nuggets or the Lakers without Harden. I don't. If you're looking to go all in, Straight bought into a team that has the potential to not only compete with the four to five best teams in the West, because that's very rich you're competing for at this point. Mm-hmm. The Eastern Conference, I think you know you are locked to beat a lot of them if you're if it's not the Bucks or Celtics. And you know you'll see them in the finals. Harden, Russ, PG, Kawhi, and whatever other vets you keep on that roster can go far. And I mean very, very far. Because if even one sits. The other two to three are waiting in the wings to either step up, do what they do, and get buckets. If if uh, PG goes down with another injury, you still got Russ, James Harden, and Kawhi. If Kawhi goes down, you got Russ, PG, and Harden. If Harden goes down, you got Russ. Like, there's so many different combinations you can run. Nicholas Batum is still there. Robert Covington is still there. Uh, Marcus Morris Sr. is still there. Depending on what you have to give up for, for a Harden trade. And it's not a lot because we ain't even asking for that much. Why? Because we know we can't get that much for him. So why? the fact that why Terrence Mann is untradeable is complete and utter travesty because they're just trying to strong arm us into just giving them what they want. And Maury's like, we're not doing it. The Clippers aren't like, we're not doing it. And it's just a, such a terrible stance. It's one of the worst stances I've seen because you're, you're trading – I'm not, I don't want to say garbage for garbage, but you're trading apples for apples at this point. You're not getting what you think you're going to get out of this trade in any way, shape, or form. At the end of the day, somebody's losing, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and the fact of the matter is the Sixers are losing legit more than the other team because at the end of the day, Harden just helped, and I say this with full confidence, helped Embiid get to an MVP. If Harden wasn't there, I don't think Embiid's winning an MVP. Okay. You're not getting that's, that bad. That's a, that's a fair point. But the problem is, Jared, the reason the Clippers aren't completely ecstatic to just give away everything to go get the superstar guy in Harden is because he's not that guy. He's not the guy you saw in Houston. He's not even the guy you saw when he first got to Brooklyn. Okay? That's fine. He is a he is a facilitator, yes. But do you trust him in clutch moments? He's a 17-9 and nine guy now. 
And I say that because I already took an I'm already him, point reduction. Do, do you trust him along? We've seen him alongside Russ. Like we've seen I, Russ and PG together. Russ and PG we was seen, great. We seen PG, yeah, but they didn't. They didn't. Nothing came of that. Yeah, nothing has come of any of these combinations. You put in another guy who has not. The only guy on that team that's won anything is Kawhi, and he did that with another team. Which is why now you got the none of them other the, guys have have won or gotten close. Anything. This is the all in strategy, though. I, at this point, go all I mean, in. If they're going to go all in, then why not? Why not unload Tra- Terrence Mann? Unless you right. think, unless you think that Harden may be done, and we may need to build around this guy after all these veterans bounce. If you're building around Terrence Mann, though, Chris, like you've already set your franchise back at least three years, and this isn't to say Terrence Mann is horrible. Yeah, He's but where not. are they going to go? Where are they going to go? But the they are going to be in, in Sixer land, okay? They're going to be in Sixer land. Well, they're already there. Let's be realistic. They're already there. The only difference is that they're that they're not fully there and fully being disrespected and downgraded and talked about is because you have PG and Kawhi in LA. That's it. That's literally it. Other than that, this is a pedestrian team that's been borderline garbage for the past five years like the Sixers. They've never made it past the conference finals besides one time. Thankfully, Kawhi Leonard and PG were there, and they inevitably failed again. It's the same concept. So if you're the Clippers, go all in, do it. Bite the bullet. I just believe at this point, if you want a ring, somebody's got to bite the bullet. The Rams are the perfect example of a team that went all in, full throttle. Know what? We just got to believe that these guys are going to do what they got to do to win as a championship, and the coaching staff is there. I believe Tyrone was a championship winning coach. I believe they have the coaching staff in place. They just need the players to really get it done. Now that the NBA is so shifted and revamped and shooting and all-star teams, yeah, you just got to have a one-up. You just got it. You got to have the one-up. Because right now, you got four teams that are like the centerfold of the NBA. Nuggets, Lakers, Bucks, Celtics. Those are your four teams that everybody's talking about the most. I'm not saying they're the, the four teams that be poised for a championship. The Nuggets already won one. But those are the four teams most talked about in media. Most talked about in entertainment, most talked about in polls, most talked about in teams that they can see right now in Vegas odds winning a championship. Why? Because they have the rosters and the players to do so. If you're the Clippers, the reason why you're not talked about enough is because you have two injury-prone guys and you have a potential trade to get you a guy that barely misses games still, but he's a, he, he can get you 17 to 10, I think, because you got to reduce the point production for what he's going to do with Paul George and Kawhi, and he's going to win you some games. And now they convert from being a fifth seed team, which I think they are, to a third seed team, which is a huge margin jump to what they can potentially do in the Western Conference because that conference is stacked. That's all I can say about it. The conference is stacked, and they got to do something to win that conference. And, Jared, let's, let's move on. Let's transition over to the NFL. I'll start this one off. I was there. I went to the Meadowlands, MetLife Stadium. I watched a 5-0 and team. Looking to go to six and zero, oh, completely shit the bed, vomit, set themselves on fire. Whatever analogy you want to make is what the Eagles did. And don't get me wrong, the Jets have a great defense. The Eagles played like, looked like absolute garbage. Now, you might ask yourself, Chris, are you worried? No, I'm not worried about the Eagles. They've at least given me faith that they can correct any early season lulls, woes. They said all the right things. I think that this team is 
is is mature enough to to take this loss and grow from it. However, they needed this. This is very reminiscent of the Washington game last year. They need this because they need to know they need to know to not be so cute all the damn time. Just run the ball. Yeah. Don't overthink it. Don't do too much. Why are you throwing the ball on obvious rundowns? I understand throwing change-ups, keeping the defense honest. I understand that. But to completely get away from the run game is ridiculous, especially in a game that was a one-possession game for a lot of the game. If the Jets' offense was anything good, the Eagles would have lost by 10. If that was Rodgers back there, the Eagles would have got their ass kicked playing like that. Okay? The fact that they only lost by six points should be is less to say about the Eagles and more to say about the Jets. Jets offense is just it's bad, okay? Their defense is great, but their offense leaves a lot of points on the board. With that being said, Jake Elliott needs to kick, you know, needs to needs to hit those field goals. You know, you're an elite kicker. You need to make the chip shots, you need to make the layups. Jalen Hurts needs to stop throwing dumb interceptions. Brian Johnson, the offensive coordinator, needs to take a real hard look in the mirror and realize what made this team so successful last year. They ran the ball. They were consistently running the ball. And then they threw off of the action that the run created. Not just out here throwing the ball 45 times with Jalen Hurts. You're not going to win games that way. Like, that's a terrible... Terrible game plan. Run the ball. And Nick Sirianni, who is responsible for this, needs to get this together. Needs to get it together immediately. Because you cannot play teams like Miami. You cannot play teams like Dallas. You cannot play teams like Buffalo and Kansas City the same way you played the Jets on Sunday. You will lose to good teams. You will lose playing losing football. And the Eagles played loser football. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right, Jared, go ahead. You can jump. No, I agree. Uh, it was horrible. Um, I've been a proponent of saying that the Eagles need to acclimate to the offense, but you just can't hide anymore. I've written articles about it. You just can't hide anymore that they've too become too self-reliant on the tush push. But because of the conference, they didn't use the controversy. They didn't use it in the last game versus the Jets. And due to the fact that they didn't use it in the last game versus the Jets, they became susceptible to certain plays not going their way, certain third down and outs not favoring them. The defense is still abysmal because of injuries. Darius Slay was out. Jordan, uh, I'm not, not uh, disinterested in that D-line at all. That D-line is going to be good without some of the talent that they have because they're just so stacked at the defensive line and linebacker's position when it comes to having guys that can rush the quarterback, not actually play zone. But we need to fix that secondary. And Brian Johnson needs to figure out the play calling. Der- uh, DeAndre Swift had negative two yards in the entire game rushing. He had a touchdown, 35 yards passing. It was bad. You don't never stray away from running the football when you can. When you, even if Lane Johnson goes down, you still have one of the best offensive lines in the league. And Jack Driscoll had a not a great game. game. Not a it wasn't great that game. good, but it was a decent enough game where I know I can still trust the run game, right? I can still trust it. I can still trust the run up the side 
that Jordan Malata is blocking for. I can still trust to go up the gut if Jason Kelsey's there. And the fact that you didn't trust that as a coordinator shows me more as the fact that your ineptitude to believe in your players and that you you lack the tutelage and wherewithal to know, hey, my play calling is solid. Where's the confidence to believe in that play calling? And we've yet to see it. I've yet to see him legit go into his playbook and trust his own play calling. And that also shows in turn when the Eagles don't trust the play calling enough. Because Jalen Hurts looks lost in his offense at times. He looks lost in where the read should be. And it's not him as a quarterback. That's just him as listening to his play calling. like, why are we throwing that there? I've seen it. You looked at it. You watched the feet progressions. You're watching as he catches the ball and does his pre-route snaps. And you're going to see how he's maneuvering through the pocket. And it's, He's going back to, or he's reversing back to his instinct we first saw him as a quarterback for the Eagles, where it's his first instinct now is to just scramble and run because he doesn't know where their progressions are. He doesn't know where he should throw his route if the first route is stopped. And we're supposed to be past that now. We're supposed to be past that. You just got paid your money. You just had a very good season last year, and you're having a decent season this year. It's supposed to be an uptick of improvement. And right now it just seems like a regression, and you're just playing the norm you played a lot of easy teams and now this is where the tough schedule kicks in that Jets game I'm not saying it was supposed to be a toss-up win but that was supposed to be a win you're supposed to get and because we didn't get that yeah you're susceptible now to going to this Dolphins game which I believe is the best offense in the league and it's going to be it's going to be a scary one Chris I'm going to be honest it's going to be a scary one. Oh yeah uh, Bryant Johnson in a shootout can't wait to be disappointed so so a lot of questions surrounding the Eagles. I think the Julio Jones signing was pretty good. If we we hadn't really talked about it, but I think Julio Jones signing was pretty solid because Quez Watkins just went on the injury reserved. Uh, Zacchaeus, I believe his name is our other raw receiver, just was also got injured. And this is what happens when you go into a season with only four raw receivers, legit, legitimately four raw receivers on the roster. This is what could potentially occur. But there's a lot of uh, free agents that were available. Marcus Crowley still is being looked at by the Eagles as another potential roster addition. You signed Julio Jones. I think it was a very good move. He's, he's still young. I think and Not young, but he still has some oomph in him as a third wide receiver, playing the slot, do his thing. And um, Howie Roseman, I, right now I believe that Howie Roseman can still make the prerequisite moves to help the Eagles make a push, especially knowing that the 49ers also lost to a team that they should have beat. And they had a couple injuries as well that right. were to them. Like this is like right teams got hurt. Like it's significant it's injuries. McCaffrey was injured. Debo was injured. Trent yep. Williams was injured. Um, so you have a shot. Like it's not over. I just think right now, Chris, if you were to go in order of best teams in NFC, uh, with the injuries that both teams occurred, I think I might put the Lions at one, Eagles two, 49ers three. I mean, I, I the problem is you have to. You have to see how these teams are able to adjust to injury. You know, as part of, of the appeal of being a good team. You know, we have to see with the Eagles injury, you know, Lane Johnson was hurt. Milton Williams went down. We have to see how these injuries shake out. There's a lot of guys that are coming back. Slay may be back. Um, and they need him back. They need that secondary to get some some these, these guys back because you're playing Tyreek. You're playing Waddle. You're playing the Dolphins. So you need as much defensive firepower, defensive help as you can get. McCaffrey is a big part of that San Francisco offense. Debo is another big part of that San Francisco offense. I think it looks 
a lot different if that's not McCaffrey and it's not Debo, but you still got Purdy, you still got Ayuk. You know what I'm saying? That def- that offense doesn't scare you as much, especially with no Trent Williams. You know, that, that offense doesn't scare you as much. San Francisco still has a great defense. Maybe we'll have the, one of the top defenses in the league, but that offense, that offense goes from elite to, to uh, you know, very quickly if those guys, those main pillar guys are not there. They lost to a team in, in Cleveland who, yes, they were coming off the bye, but they were with their, I guess, third-string quarterback now because uh, P.J. Walker didn't even play before. It was Dorian Thompson-Robinson, and now it's P.J. Mm-hmm. Walker. So this is the third quarter, you know, third quarterback they've had this year that's started a game for them. And, yeah, they, I mean, they, they were in a position to win the game and the kicker missed the kick. Yeah. But same thing with the Eagles. Niners did everything in their power to lose that game. Like, that game should have been a runaway, and it wasn't. Same thing with with the Eagles. Should have been a runaway Eagles game. You know, the Eagles should have went up 21-9 and, and, kept, and, got, and got the hell out of there with a win, but they didn't. And when you let teams hang around, case in point, Cleveland, Jets, you let teams hang around, they eventually will take advantage, and that's what they did. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Again, it's still early in the season. No, I can't make that excuse anymore. You're at the early. You're inching into the midway of the season, and your offense still looks pedestrian, and it has to improve. If you're the Eagles, again, I, I'm I love the mindset that not a lot of teams can repeat going to the Super Bowl. I think the Eagles are one of those teams that might not be able to do it, but they can surprise me. And the only way they can really surprise me, Chris, or anybody else as an Eagles fan is that this offense has to click. And we've seen it where it comes to A.J. Brown. Great. We got another dog in Devonta Smith. He dropped a wide open pass in the middle. That's got to fit. We got to fix that. Got to cover that up. Got to make, we got to figure out what's going on with him. But again, the lack of targets could be a factor. Dallas Goddard's there. Lack of targets could be a factor. You you have so much abundance of talent on the offense. Yeah, I understand it, but they both got targets yesterday. They did. Devontae and it was dropped. Devontae dropped, and then Goddard got the ball ripped out of his hands. The Goddard, the one, and the one Jalen Hurts interception. One of them was basically based off Goddard. I'm Two of them lying. were. Two of them were. Yeah, Goddard let so, both them balls pop out of his hands. And it's so like, you, I mean, you gotta be, you gotta. I understand the lack of targets thing, and I can understand. Okay, the Smith drop. I think was the, the most egregious drop I've ever seen from egregious. He had nothing but green grass around him. Oh man, yeah, he, he might have been. I'm not saying it was a touchdown, but he would have set you up. It would have it would have set you up. It was first and ten. Yeah, you you had he had room. That's to first move. and ten with the yeah. ball. They were up fourteen to nine. Yeah, no, it was bad. Or fourteen yeah. to twelve, one to two, whatever. They were still leading the game. They would have been in the red zone. Yeah, no, it was instead bad. of having to run out, maybe maybe it's a touchdown instead of a field goal that ended up getting missed. Mm. So things like that. Everybody played. Poorly for the Eagles. Yes. Okay. Same for the San Francisco. A lot of guys played poorly. Man, no, the 49ers, the 49ers did not look good at all. Again, when Debo goes down, I know they talk about you 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 hear the bashing and this the the talk about Debo just only being a running back, but I, I feel just just slightly You sound just, like CJ Gardner Johnson. Ah man, what a what a guy. What a what a good safety that the Eagles just let walk, but he decided to let himself walk for less money. I, I feel like uh, Brock Purdy had his worst start in the NFL against the Browns. It was his worst start. To be fair, I'm locking this in. To be fair, 
despite their record, he did play the number one defense. He did. That was number one defense in the NFL in the Browns. Despite their what their record shows, they're historically good. I say historically good defense. They're still playing good defense now. The offense just isn't clicking because just look at what, what, what they have around them. They lost Nick Chubb and they lost to Sean Watson. That's that says that should say it all. But Purdy doesn't throw a ball well in the rain. Purdy still struggles against tight man-to-man coverage. And that shows, especially when Debo's out. It showed when, well, just in that last game, George Kittle was thrown into the hellfire a little bit after having a phenomenal game against Dallas, thrown into the hellfire a little bit. You can't, he couldn't really, Purdy couldn't really diagnose the coverage before the snap because they were blitzing him so, they were blitzing him hard. The pass rush was intense. And his weapons weren't readily available for him like you would normally see, right? And that's going to be – that's that's how – if you're a playoff team, that's what you key in on now. If you're a team that I just called frauds last week that just beat the Chargers the Cowboys, that's what you key in on if you potentially want to see yourself poised for an NFC matchup versus the 49ers. That's what you key in on. But now, again, Dallas is still frauds because they play in a dome, so it's not like that. Rain-wise, it's not going to matter. But if guys are not healthy for the 49ers, then you have a good shot. But the 49ers, Brock Purdy looked like what we talk about. He looked human again. In an offense and defense that's so prolific that you shouldn't really have trouble winning football games with. But injuries do occur. That's life. He just didn't step up to the plate in this moment. I still think the 49ers are one of the best teams in the NFC. Yeah, I mean, but he let this team down the field. He put this team in a position to yep. win the game. The kicker missed the kick, unfortunate for them. But to say that he didn't do – I mean, listen, he had – I'm not saying he didn't do it all. He had yeah. a bad throw to Ayuk. I'm not even going to deny that. But he put that was a coverage throw, though. Win. You saw that? That was a coverage throw. Tight coverage. Yeah, but don't make the throw. It was a bad throw. It was behind him. That's that. Yeah, that's on it was, him. It was a bad throw. It was a bad throw. That was on, that's on. That's on. Brock not necessarily Brady. a bad read, but it's a bad throw. Yeah, it happens. But my point is, he put him. He put. He had. He did enough to ensure that his team should have won that game, and they didn't. Which is more than what I could say for Jalen Hurts, who actively lost that game for the Eagles. <laughs> it was bad. It, haven't haven't done some hurt slander in a while. You have we have not because he's just like he played he's been playing solid football. He's not, been playing not great. It's he's solid. been playing solid football this His year. His best game great. of the season is still the commanders. Game. He played great last year. Not as good this year, but I think a lot of the I mean, outside of Miami, a lot of teams aren't really playing great offense. Nope. So, at all. I mean, yeah, they were they were they were undefeated. They lost, but slander is slander, and slander is given when it's due, and they earned a lot of slander this week. Yes. If they have a bad showing against Miami, they will earn more slander. So you're going you segueing into the predictions now? Sure. As you're doing. Sure, we can. Are we, we can start? Say. Are we starting with that game? No. Why, why, why? When do we ever start with that game, Jerry? We know we go in chronological order. <laughs> Stop messing with the order. What is wrong with you, Jared? I mean, I'm just saying you've already talked about Dolphins Eagles. I feel like you I'm should... not. Listen, okay, I'm not. I'm not even about to. Not even about to start, Jerry. We're going to start with Thursday night in the NFL. The Jaguars and the Saints facing off tonight, Thursday night football, available on Prime exclusively, unless you, you know, do some other things to get the game. That's your available game. on SDTP podcast, live stream, you know. You, we, uh, we, we got a live stream? 
We will if we want to live stream the game. They just need to hit us up. We could we could live stream the game. If they want to see the game for free. I got uh, please. Uh, who wants to watch this game? That's why I said it. <laughs> That's why I said it. This is the game to do it, Chris. Who the hell wants to watch this? We can't get flagged for this game. It's garbage. <laughs> it's this garbage. Nonsense. Listen, we, the next the next Broncos, Bears, or Giants game on primetime, we might have to consider this for real. <laughs> All right, Jared, who you got? Give me the Jags. Yeah, give me the Jaguars. It, Trevor Lawrence, even if I think I think even if Trevor Lawrence is banged up, I still think this Jaguar team beats the Saints. The Saints just don't look good enough to beat them. The Saints look like a team that wants, and I say wants, to lose to the Falcons for their own division title. So it's like Yes, I have I have a ticket with both the Saints and the Falcons. So yeah, I don't I don't have the actively rooting against Tampa Bay, by the way. Yeah, I don't have the Saints winning at all. I think the, the the Jaguars win. Jaguars win if Trevor Lawrence plays. If CJ Beathard plays, it's over. Take take New Orleans by hundred. By hundred. <laughs> by one hundred points. Jared, we move on to Sunday at one o'clock. The Atlanta Falcons traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. Jared, who do you have? This pause is not good, Jared. I mean, it's really a Go dog. Falcons. Say it. Chris, you got to stop. Say it. The, the Bucks are better than them. Say Go Falcons. I, I got the Bucks winning. You're wrong. <laughs> go Bucks. Falcons. What's wrong I with you, man? The Buccaneers you don't want to see Desmond Ritter? No. He's Tyler Algier? Desmond Ritter and Pitts? Arthur Smith might be the worst Robinson. quarterback matchup ever. They're bad. Listen. Desmond Ritter looked great for about a quarter and a half. Never looked great. A, a game ago, before this never. last, he, before this last game, a game never. ago, a couple good slants, a couple good throws, a couple good decisions. Yeah, I like how you switched that word "great" to "good" real fast. Yeah, my fault. I did a Jared, you know, overstating people. All right, stop words. it. Go Falcons. <laughs> Jared, and and perhaps the worst game of the week. The Las Vegas Raiders travel to Chicago to take on the Bears. A potential game of Brian Hoyer versus um let me check my notes here. Tyson. Tyson something would it be? Bagno Bagel. It's French. Give me the Raiders. I think it's French, not Justin Fields. Give me the Raiders. I think the Raiders have the defense to win. I think they have the players to beat out whoever's on the Bears' offense because, like, it's that's not looking good. But, hey, I could be wrong because, like, what if it's the game where the Bears just look so great because they don't have Justin Fields and then Uberfu tries to pull it off as AC? I don't need Fields. Fields is ruining my offense. Like, that's such a scripted NFL thing, but I just think the Raiders still win the game. See, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna talk about Tyson Bagent. I think that's how I was pronounced his name. If his name is wrong, I will correct myself next week. Um, but Bagent played about a quarter and a half after Fields broke his thumb. He looked horrible. It looked bad. Uh, bad, Chris. He looked garbage. Did not look. Did not look great. But the alternative is the Peter Man. <laughs> So either way, go Saints. Either way, like either way, go Saints. Like, I, what the hell, uh, Jared? Our next game, uh, not quite as bad. 
Cleveland travels to Indianapolis to take on the Colts, who you got? Still pretty bad. Um, both yeah, teams may be without – Anthony Richards is done for the season, it's looking like, and Deshaun Watson is still out, so it's pretty bad. P.J. Walker is playing, Gardner Minshew is playing. Uh, give me the Colts. Uh, I'm going to take the Browns. Take I, the Browns. I think their defense is going to be able to make some plays. Colts kind of got shut down last week. Yeah. Um, versus Jacksonville. I think I think the Browns can pull off another it, win. Is this the week Jonathan Taylor finally sees a touchdown? Like, what's going on? Maybe. Maybe. Jared, another terrible game. Washington travels to the Meadowlands to take on the Giants. Who you got? The Commanders. Lock that in. They're going to kill them. Giants stink. I got the Giants. I got the Giants. Commanders can't seem to 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 beat the Giants. The last game was the first last year they played to a tie, and last year they played to a Giants win. In the they stopped Washington at the one. Ties Washington, don't count as a losing though. Just throwing out there, ties but don't they count can't. But it's not a win. Is my point. They have not been able to win, and I think that they. I think Tyrod has given the Giants a little bit of confidence. I think Tyrod has kind of given the Giants a little hope, like maybe we can hang in there a little bit against these teams. People aren't just back there killing Daniel Jones. If Daniel Jones was playing, I would take the Commanders. But since it's Tyrod, give me the Giants. <laughs> Jared, and what could be the game of the week? The Lions travel to Baltimore to take on the Ravens, who you got? Baltimore. I think Baltimore wins this game. I'm not going to lie to you. A lot of guys are coming back from injury. Health wise, they have it. If this is this is a game if you're Omar Jackson, you need to win. Like this is a game you need to win. Mm-hmm. And I think they have a very real shot at winning it. I think they have a real shot. They play they play Detroit tough. You know, mm-hmm. they, they went into Detroit and it took two incredible field goals from Justin Tucker for them to beat Detroit in Detroit a couple of times. Detroit is a is a good road team now this year. They play Kansas City tough on the road. They beat Green Bay on the road. They beat Tampa Bay on the road. And I think they beat Baltimore on the road. I got Detroit going into Baltimore and winning. Hmm. Moving on to the next game, Jared. The Bills travel to New England to take on the Patriots. Who you got? The Bills because the Patriots stink. Bill Belichick, your team's garbage. See, here's the thing about Belichick's teams. Garbage. Yeah, they may stink on offense, but they at least battle on defense. Not Garbage on defense right now, too. Christian Gonzalez is out, Chris. I understand that. J.C. Jackson's come back to fill his spot. Pass rush is a little... Uh, Shout out my man Christian Barmer. He's trying. He's trying, man. There's that. Garbage, but he's trying. However, Belichick apparently is is resorting to tactics. There's 87 guys listed on the injury report. Uh, I'm pretty sure Belichick is going to make them uh, drill holes in the grass so the sprinkler system can automatically come up and any kind of wacky Looney Tunes nonsense you can think of. Wally Coyote is going to do. It's not going to work. Those are going to win. He's going to try. He's going to try. Jared, the Cardinals travel to the Pacific Northwest to take on Seattle. In Seattle, who you got? Seattle. The Cardinals stink. And uh, you're hearing rumors that they're going to be um, finally lifting um, Kyle Murray off the PP. He's supposed to be getting healthier and progressing well, but it doesn't mean anything. That team's garbage. Uh, 
I think they're going to be moving off quarterbacks from anyone with Kyle Murray. So I have the Seahawks winning that game. Yeah, I agree with you. Seattle looked great uh, two weeks ago against the Giants, especially with defense. They looked very well. Um, they had some opportunities to beat Cincinnati last week. Um, they were definitely in that game. I think they're going to win. In, I think they're going to win at home and beat Arizona. Jared, the Steelers travel out west to take on the Rams in LA. Who you got? Steelers. Yeah, give me the Steelers for that game. The Rams just lost Kendrick Williams, who's been a major piece of their offense. The defense is still poised to give up big plays. I just don't see them winning this game. I got the Rams winning this game. I think Pittsburgh's offense leaves a lot to be desired. And the one thing that <laughs> the Rams can do is move the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. Um, Cooper Cup looks like he he's just fit right back in this offense. Um, has such a rapport with Stafford. I think that, I mean, Joey Porter Jr. on the outside is going to have a lot of, uh, a lot to handle with Cup, with Nakua, with Jefferson. I'm sorry, with uh, <laughs> not Jefferson <laughs> Atwell. Like they had, I'm I'm so used to just listing them off. Um, I'm I think they're going to try to manufacture offense in Pittsburgh. I mean, how many times can you hit that George Pickens well before you just? It just gets, you know, the corners just sit on it. Never. So, Many times you can because if you're good, you keep feeding him. I understand yeah. that, but is Kenny Pickett that good? Is that Steelers offensive line that good? Is the Steelers offensive coordinator that good? They Fair could be point. having similar issues that, you know, the Eagles are having. Fair where point. Bad coaching is making players not play as well. So yeah, we'll garbage. see. Yeah, Chargers travel to Arrowhead to take on the Chiefs. Jared, who you got? The Chiefs. The Chargers stink. Horrible franchise, fraudulent poverty as usual. And chance. Why good. why does every team stink? You sound like me. Well, I mean the Chargers do stink. Like that's something I've been known to say. They do stink though. I, they they only stink because they just need to get rid of their head coach. Like at this point in time, we've seen enough to know that uh Brandon Staley just isn't the analytical guy. It's not worth it. It's not worth having him as your head coach because he believes that these numbers are what's gonna be the end all cure on they're not. You're running horrible plays. You're not improving your quarterback. Yeah, he's a air quote top five quarterback, but he isn't playing like when he's only been in the playoffs once. And they, they might not even make it this year. So it's just like at this point in time, you're a 21 and 19 career head coach. Yeah, that's above 500, but it ain't pretty. It ain't great. Mm-hmm. It isn't. It isn't me telling you. Oh yeah, this guy is known to put wins on the board for his team. And he has too much talent not to be a winning head coach with a winning roster. So, yeah, no, he, I, I think right now the Chargers need to figure it out because I don't think it's Justin Herbert. I don't think it's that offense. Yeah, the defense shaky, but it's not that defense all. It's the coaching staff. So if you're the Chargers, you need to really start locking it in and saying, hey, we need to move on from this head coach. So I have the Chiefs winning. Okay. I mean, Chiefs are going to win. I'm not arguing that. I'm just wondering why you mentioned that all these other teams stink. I, Jared, I got a team that stinks for you. Green Bay travels to Denver to take on the Broncos. Jared, who you got? The Packers. You know why? Because the Broncos stink. They do stink. The Broncos are the worst team in America. Yeah. Russell Wilson is officially the second worst Wilson quarterback starting 
on a week to week basis. Officially, he should have been the second worst. I mean, I don't know. Before, before you could argue Zach Wilson. That now, now, ah, Russ, man, it's over, <laughs> over. At least he's still scoring touchdowns off the field. I've told you before, and I'll tell you again. If your name's, if your last name is Wilson, and you're a starting QB in the league, it's time to retire. It's time to hang it up. It's time to go. Especially if you went to North Carolina State or Wisconsin. <laughs> Jared, the Dolphins traveled to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Jared, who you got? The Eagles. I'm locking that saying, in. Are you saying that purely because you're a fan? Mm, no. I think the Eagles win this game. Purely you, went, my... you went a little you went a little high register there. You sure you wanna ask you wanna answer that question again? Because pure fandom would have me saying, yeah, the Eagles win this game by like 14, but realistically speaking, I think the Eagles only win by a field goal. I think it comes down to the margins of who's gonna really get to the quarterback the most. I think the Eagles have that in the bag right there. Secondaries are both iffy, right? Secondaries are both suspect to give up big plays, give up big margins. But when it comes to that run game and stopping the run, the Dolphins have a worse time stopping the run. They allow some of the most yards per carry for running backs than the Eagles do. The Eagles are going to think legit. Raheem Mostert might not see the three touchdowns and 100 rushing yards that he's been seeing lately. He's not seeing that. And then getting to the quarterback, even if Jalen Carter doesn't play, Jordan Davis is there. Fletcher Cox is there. You got Brandon Graham. Hassan Reddick's it's coming up. He's starting to emerge a little bit, right? Sacks are getting there. Like you got pressure for the yeah. quarterback that Tua hasn't seen all season when it comes to the different varieties of pressures he's seen. He's seen right. good pressure, but he hasn't pressure, seen this. Much. The most pressure he's seen was the game they played Buffalo. Yes, and, they and he not, got they did, yeah, they did not look great. So I think he has a very real we have a very real shot at going the same route that Buffalo took. If Play Kong's right. So I have the Eagles winning this game. And now finally on Monday night, the Niners travel to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Jared, I believe it's time to break out the oh, checklist. Yeah, it's time to check it out. Who's playing this game? Uh, this would be the 49ers and the Minnesota Vikings. So it's Kirk Cousins versus Brock Purdy? Correct. Oh, man. And it's a Monday night game? Yes. So that's prime time? Yes. Kirk Cousins loses. All right. San Francisco, put your house on it. Put your yeah, house yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, Kirk Cousins. Amy 76's lock of the week was not out this week. Uh, need yeah. to take a quick break. Need to recap. You know, take, you know, see how the lay of the land fell. Um, He's on a losing streak. But, yeah, we're we, 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 we going to break that. We're going to break that. We're going to get him right for week seven in the NFL. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Straight to the Point. If you liked what you hear, make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tune in. Still a five-star rated podcast on iTunes, so we appreciate the love. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review on there. Make sure you follow Straight to the Point on all your favorite socials. That's at STTP Podcast. Make sure you follow me at underscore Chris Cross. Follow me at underscore Jadab Hughes. Definitely check out the podcast. Check out our TikTok, my TikTok, at underscore Jadab Hughes. Check out the Instagrams for all the latest reels, videos, highlights, everything that you see through these episodes, man. We got a lot of things coming. NBA season's almost here. That's, that's what a real excitement comes back again. See, Jared couldn't wait to talk about the NBA. Jared loves the NBA. College basketball's coming too. Please, you think I'm talking about college basketball on this thing? You crazy? You crazy? I'm just telling you right now. I ain't talking about. I please. Coach K, there. I ain't there. Villanova, please. Villanova.
Jared, once again, caving up for teams and colleges he had no affiliation with whatsoever. Well, I rooted for him all my life, so. Why you ain't go there? Because I couldn't afford it. I'm sorry. Mm, College tuition is college tuition is expensive, Chris. I've been dead already. Tell Joe Biden to reduce debt, and I'll go attend some classes. Uncle Joe, what's going on, man? I thought we was trying to get rid of this. What's up? Why am I paying this? (laughs) Why Why are these people calling me? Why am I just ducking? Like, come on.